Welcome in to the weekend. Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast, but I am going to play a Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast for you. This is something that I released a little while ago, not with a lot of fanfare, but basically it was an episode that is an excerpt from Steve Forrest's Book of Water about Neptune. And I just thought this was a very relevant section, especially dealing with our own spiritual path that we were talking about yesterday here. Some of you may have heard this already. If you have, it's exactly the same. If you have not heard it, well, here's a little bonus for your weekend listening to tune you in with Neptune, Steve Forrest, and our spiritual path. Enjoy. Stand still like the hummingbird. Don't just do something. Sit there. (laughs) When we are faced with a Neptunian time, That inversion of the usual exhortation is the best advice in the world. Henry Miller, the brilliant, naughty writer from the middle of the last century, titled one of his collections of essays, Stand Still Like the Hummingbird. That lovely phrase, reflecting patience without torpor, is the very essence of a conscious response to a Neptunian event. During such a time... Something extraordinary is trying to happen. In a nutshell, your consciousness is expanding. Remember our Hindu proverb, when the pickpocket beats the saint, he sees pockets? When Neptune knocks on your door, you are becoming less like the pickpocket and more like the saint. You may not resemble either one of them very much, but they define the poles of the Neptunian evolutionary spectrum. That is the spectrum along which your upward travel is now accelerating, or at least trying to accelerate. The Neptunian vision that is starting to crystallize in you is not entirely metaphysical in orientation. It also contains some purely practical elements. Biographically, it will eventually aim you in a new direction. But that practical material is like a footnote on page 497 of the book of your vision. It is significant, but totally secondary. During a period of Neptunian stimulus, the heart of what is happening to you is essentially mystical. Unlike more practical matters, what you attain now you can keep for eternity. You can take it with you when you exit this world. There is, in fact, no force in the universe that can ever steal it from you. Call it wisdom. Call it a step in the direction of enlightenment. Humans have been making up names for it for a very long time. However we label this condition, we know it when we see it. We can all recognize that kind of inner luminosity in others when we are fortunate enough to encounter such souls. Perhaps we can even recognize glimmerings of it in ourselves. Pick a low-life politician. Then pick your favorite spiritual teacher. If they played chess, who would win? Would you want to stake your life on that prediction? But the politician's eyes, while perhaps intelligent, are also feral, while the teacher's eyes suggest spaciousness, acceptance, and compassion. The difference between that politician and that spiritual teacher reflects the exact difference that you can make in yourself, at least if you respond well and consciously to a Neptunian transit or solar arc. 
and that treasure can accompany you into your next incarnation. A Happy Environmental Engineer I'm picturing a woman in her 40s. She is drawing a sample of water from an aquifer, bringing it back to her laboratory, putting it in a centrifuge, sorting out its levels of chemical contamination, comparing them with standards established by Congress. She is an environmental engineer with a master's degree in chemistry. She has been in that professional field for 22 years. The work feels meaningful to her. She has the feeling that she is on the right course with her life, that she is doing what she was born to do and helping the world in a practical way in the process. Her guardian angels agree. She is exactly where she is supposed to be. Now, imagine that we approached this environmental engineer with our crystal ball when she was nine years old. We say, want to see what you're going to be when you grow up? At age nine, becoming an environmental engineer has never crossed her mind. She anticipates a future either as a movie star or a princess, or maybe both. She is, after all, only nine years old. We pull the silk scarf off the crystal ball and the truth is revealed. The little girl beholds her future self, clipboard in hand. She's a little round in the middle with a sensible haircut, wearing glasses, drawing that sample of water from the aquifer. The girl runs from the room with tears in her eyes. But in her forties, she loves her job. She loves her life. We could fairly say that at age nine, she does not grasp the meaningfulness of the future that lies before her. But we cut closer to the Neptunian heart of the matter if we phrase it a little bit differently. The child cannot grasp that future. Saying that she does not grasp it implies that perhaps we could explain it to her and then she would understand it. For example, I imagine that you often don't understand something about the inner working of your computer. Then someone explains it to you, and you do understand it. But no matter how carefully we explain the joys of being an environmental engineer to her, the nine-year-old still could not understand her future path. It would still depress her. That is because she is not yet sufficiently conscious of herself to grasp it. That insight is beyond her capabilities. Right there, in those few words, lies the real magic of a Neptunian event. Consciousness itself is expanding. The change is not about information. It is about the foundation upon which all information and all understanding rests. Remember that footnote on page 497 of the Book of Your Vision? That the vision that is arising in you contains some practical guidance? To receive that guidance, you must become wiser. You must become a more evolved being. The little girl must grow up. And that is exactly what is trying to happen. Like that nine-year-old girl, it is not that you do not know what you are doing. It is that you cannot know it at least until you make a spiritual breakthrough. So don't just do something. Sit there. Stand still like a hummingbird. 
psychic side effects. Hearing angels whisper is as good a Neptunian metaphor as any. Where does inspiration come from? How does it actually arise? We can all relate to the cartoon character with the light bulb lighting over his head. But how can we explain it? One point is sure. The universal reality of people receiving flashes of insight proves beyond any reasonable doubt the existence of a larger framework of consciousness, something upon which our conscious minds float like corks in the sea. During times of Neptunian stimulation, the veil between the conscious mind and that larger framework of awareness grows permeable and transparent. That is how the inspiration gets in. The trouble is that other things can get in, too. The open window that wafts the scent of springtime into your bedroom also lets in the flies and gnats. That's the nature of an open window. It does not discriminate. During a Neptunian time, your levels of psychic sensitivity open up. That's why you can get on the same wavelength as those angels and thus hear their messages. That psychic attunement is really what Neptune is all about. But you will also be assailed by flies and gnats in the form of all of the ambient psychic noise around you. Geopolitical tensions. Your sullen co-worker with relationship blues. The bad vibes coming off that angry neo-Nazi in the car next to yours at the red light. No problem? Possibly. With some quiet time and some spiritual self-care, you can purify those psychic viruses. That is how you keep your immune response strong. Remember, if you respond well to Neptune, you are on an evolutionary fast track. You are making a breakthrough. Your powers are increasing rapidly. No need to worry about a few flies and gnats. But if, during a Neptunian episode, you do not take good spiritual care of yourself, if you do not take time to stand still like a hummingbird, then those flies and gnats start buzzing in your ears. They begin to drive you crazy. You become desperate to be rid of them. And you can be rid of them in more ways than one. There is the higher path, as we have been describing it. Meditation, quiet time, inner work. But there are lower paths as well. To travel them, all you have to do is figure out a way to turn off your advancing psychic sensitivity. It is not difficult. You can arrange to stay hyper-busy, making sure that you are constantly distracted. You can arrange to be too exhausted to feel anything. You can drink too much, drug too much. You can disappear into video games or the Internet. You can succumb to various compulsions, sexual, financial, experiential, whatever. The list of ways we can escape from life is long and familiar, and so is the list of people who have squandered Neptunian periods in exactly those ways. Turning off one's psychic sensors works fine, at least in the immediate sense. You no longer hear the flies and gnats. 
The trouble is that you no longer hear the voices of the angels, either. No new vision arises. That means that, since there is no new calendar for the coming year, you map it using last year's calendar. Deadening repetition is the result. After Neptune moves on, maybe you sober up. The period of that Neptunian stimulus recedes in your mind the way a dream does. You barely remember that period of a year or two. Your memory is gauzy, half blacked out. And you probably have no idea of the opportunity you squandered. All you know is that you feel as if you are about to start your tenth year as a sophomore in high school. It's better to stand still like the hummingbird, to try to become more like your favorite spiritual teacher and less like that feral politician, and to wait patiently for those angels to whisper in your ear. Don't you love it? <laughs> you know, I think there's just not much commentary that you can make with that. We are on a spiritual journey together, and it is triggered by exactly what we just heard. For me, this was a huge enlightenment to A, get okay with that process, be okay with the journey. And because Neptune is so prominent in my chart, boy, this makes me really amp up on the defensive part, you know, keeping the flies and the gnats out while keeping the window open for the angels. So maybe that's something that you could begin to practice even in your own life. I've got a couple of resources if you would like to avail yourself of them. I have a license to a report that Steve does on your astrological chart. It's called The Sky Within, and it's in the sky theme that has really permeated most of his writings over the last 30 years. And it's about a 15-page report based on your birth time. So if you know your exact birth time, you can go to soulfoodtalks.com and go to the astrology section, and in there you will find the Sky Within Report by Steve Forrest. I get an email when you have purchased it, and just as fast as I can, I will run it and email it back to you. Turnaround time on that is always within a day, and I try to do it within a couple of hours. And then also in that same section, if you would like to take a look at your own chart together with me, I do offer readings now, and I would be happy to do that with you. And that's also right there in the same area. And I know people have pointed out, I need to change the graphic. It says hour, but the readings go about an hour and a half. And so we will look at your chart together, and we can talk about that Neptunian journey and other things if you would like to avail yourself of that. And the full series is available, as I mentioned, on iTunes and Amazon. And by January, we will have the Book of Water complete, and it will be a set. The Elements series by Stephen Forrest, humbly narrated by yours truly, Thomas Miller. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the journey.